Welcome to another Friday Mom Conversation. It's been a week of chaos trying to keep up with four kids, the household, and fit a ton of podcast and blog blog preparations into the mix. I absolutely love the podcast and I love the blog creation. I love the Instagram content creation, but it definitely takes up a huge chunk of my day. My Instagram page started in November, and two months later, we have over 350 followers, which is incredible. At New Year's, I set out a goal to hit 500 followers by the end of 2020 on Instagram, and a goal to have an episode hit 250 listens. I'm so excited that I'm well on my way to reaching my goals. Thank you so much for continuing to tune in to the episode each week and for showing so much love on the Instagram page and for sharing what we're doing. This week's conversation was so fun. I got to sit down with a longtime friend of mine, Amanda, who moved to Regina a few years ago. I don't get to see her very often, but it was so great to connect with her and catch up. Amanda is a busy mom who juggles being a hairstylist and keeping up with two very active kids, Everett and Kennedy. Survival mode has become her new normal, while her husband, Kyle, has been away traveling the country during medical school. Enjoy this week's Friday conversation. I am thrilled to have my friend Amanda here with me today for a Friday conversation. I have known Amanda for many years and we had to figure out how many years I actually have known Amanda for. So 11 years. So... I'm excited to have you here. Thanks for having me. So we're going to start out by just talking a little bit about your circus, what things look like in your house. So why don't you tell me, when did you become a mom? Tell me about your kids. Um, I became a mom four years ago to our son, Everett. Then our daughter, Kennedy, who is 18 months. And then the new one along the way. Sorry, what? No. Number three. You were just waiting to tell me that when I was recording this. When are you due? We are due in August. Oh my Surprise. goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so exciting. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been crazy, but we're good. Wow. Wow, that, well, that wasn't really expecting that one. <laughs> wow, okay, well, surprise me. <laughs> wow, well, that's so exciting. Oh my goodness. Okay, okay, now you threw me off. Wow. <laughs> um, okay, so in the house right now, what is the dynamic between Everett and Kennedy? Like, what? They love each other so much, but they fight like cats and dogs. Everett takes Kennedy's bop, which is her blanket, that's what she refers to it as, and drags it around the house and puts it places she can't reach and then Kennedy will hit him till he <laughs> <laughs> It's crazy. So what is like the personality differences between the two? The two, Everett is kind and caring and loving but also intense, <laughs> the best way to describe him. Um, Kennedy is mischievous. Her nickname is Trouble because she's always finding something to cause trouble. Yeah. Um, and that includes doing things to her brother, such as even hiding his toys or 
crying until she gets what she wants. It's a, it's a lot. She's definitely this, you would never look at her and think she's the second child because she's not quiet and slightly introverted. She is full force. Wow, is that like a typical thing? Is a second child supposed to be like that? Because my second child sure, sure is crappy. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was the second child and I found myself to be a little bit more introverted, lost within the mix. Okay. But she is just interesting. So, and they're both very stubborn. It's a lot. It's a lot of stubborn that happens. Right <laughs> wow. That's yeah. I'm now. I'm really interested to see what your third child will be like. I'm really hoping calm. You're hoping for calm. Okay. Um, likes to sit at the table and color. Oh, that's my goal. Okay. So how many weeks are you then? Uh, eleven weeks. Okay. And like, how are you feeling? Um, I'm getting better. I was super ill. Oh no. I would say. Oh my goodness. I would say like, ten weeks. I've when been super when Ill. you were moving and stuff. Yeah, we definitely did not know then. Okay. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It was not on the radar. It was not supposed to be on the radar. Hey, but that's exciting. Wow. Yeah. Oh man. So this baby will be the tiebreaker. That's what we're referring to it as. Okay. All right. I will make my predictions. See, this is a this is a problem because I actually said this today. I always predict when you're pregnant. Always. Mm -hmm. I have been very good at this. You have been. I have been. And I actually reminded Brandon about this today because he's like, I was like, oh, I'm, just, I'm always really good at predicting when Amanda is pregnant. And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, well, let's just back up the train a little bit here because I remember we went to an event and Amanda ate like three helpings of lasagna. Yes. And I was like, Amanda's totally pregnant because this is not something that Amanda would do. For those of you that don't know Amanda, she is a very slim, and dainty and would not eat three plates of lasagna so this was like a trigger for me like it just like stood out and then with her second I was pregnant and I we were planning we had gone for Everett's birthday and I we were planning to tell some of our friends then we were in the first trimester and we were planning to just kind of tell everybody while we were there and I, I actually before I saw a picture of you and I was like I feel like Amanda's pregnant and Brandon's like don't you dare say anything and I was like I won't but I bet you anything she's pregnant and you were doing a biking or you were doing a running thing or something yeah the MS bike yes yes yeah. there was a picture that you posted and I was like she's totally pregnant and so and you're gonna be like what the heck Frida now you're saying that I'm gonna be self-conscious but no I know I totally knew you're pregnant so then I when we went I was like I bet you they're gonna say announce that they're pregnant and nothing happened nothing happened I was like I'm so convinced she's pregnant she's pregnant and actually I, who was it I was talking to before we went I was talking to Kristen, I think, and I was like, I wonder if she's gonna announce she's choosing the same thing. Yeah. We were all like talking about you. <laughs> and so anyways, and then yeah, and then you told me you were pregnant when I told you I was pregnant too. Yeah. And oh man, and we, we ended up having our babies fairly close together. Yeah. So super funny, but I did not 
predict i didn't even think that you might be pregnant so this is throwing this me for a little bit of a loop a little bit crazy i kind of yeah but that's good chaos i'm all about finding joy in your chaos <laughs> oh man okay so let's just talk about your motherhood so what are what's the biggest challenges that you have faced as a mom so far in your journey oh man um the stubbornness of the kids like usually when they dig their kids it's all about the stubbornness of your kids i know and they get that from their father oh maybe for me but mostly mostly from kyle yeah kyle definitely um yeah they they're very both strong-willed and determined little humans who sometimes will fight until the bitter end. Do you remind Kyle that that's where they get it from? Every single day. <laughs> Every day. Oh, man. So what uh, What might be the most rewarding or what positive thing that you find from being a mom, would you say? The amount of love. They're as stubborn as they are. They are the most lovable humans. Efforts will some days just walk up to me and say mom i love you oh like unwarranted unpushed unprovoked yeah he even kisses my hand oh like you're royalty yeah like <laughs> he is just the sweetest little guy oh kennedy every night when i'm tucking her into bed she just holds on a little bit longer for like that extra hug and kiss so that like it gets you in the it feels. Gets you, it gets you right in the feels. Yeah. Yeah. Aww. So you soak those in so that when you have the stubborn <laughs> moments, you're exactly. like, I remember what last night was like. Yeah. So I, I, I like to talk about advice and... I'm actually doing a podcast interview with my mom coming up, which I think is going to be really interesting. Um, parents, our parents, is there something that your parents told you, a piece of advice about being a parent that's kind of really stuck with you? Not a whole lot. Um, I kind of just wing it as a parent for <laughs> 90% of the time. Um, but when the kids were infants and they were only like a few weeks old, my mom was always saying, don't feed them every two hours. Like push them to two and a half. Next week, push them to three. Like they'll be fine. And I was like, okay. And I always felt so bad about it. But in the long run, and I'm gonna cross my fingers when I say this, but they were fantastic sleepers and they always have been. And I account that to my mom. You like push them off an extra 15 minutes. Okay. All right. Well, we'll go with that and hope for the best. <laughs> <laughs> so, have you experienced any moments as a mom that have kind of changed your perspective or your attitude towards something along the way? Tantrums in public. Mm, yes. Mm, yeah. <laughs> they happen all too often. Yes. And so, yeah, whenever I see a person tantruming in public, I'm like, all the power to you, mom. Yeah. Like, you got this. Whereas before you had kids, you'd have been like... I would just haul the kid out and be like, nope, you can sit in the car. Yeah. And sometimes I still do that, but like, I also need to get shit done yeah so you roll them under your arm or you let them just melt down in the aisle while you pick out your noodles like <laughs> you pick out your noodles. that's just how it happened 
my gosh. Uh, okay, so let's talk about role models. So as our kids grow, they encounter whether it's coaches or teachers or just friends that influence them. Do you find there are certain qualities that you think are very important in a role model for your kids? Definitely. Um, kindness. Just being simply nice. Those are the kind of qualities that I want for the kids to experience from friends, from family, from cousins, from really anybody. Yeah. So. Um, is there anything... I know, like, for me, there's always things that you're like when I'm a parent, I'm never going to do this. Or when you're pregnant with your first and you're like, oh, I'm not doing that. What are some things that you swore you were never going to do that you do? I said I would never feed our kids McDonald's unless they specifically spoke the words I want. Oh my gosh, I feel like I remember you talking about this. Yes. (laughs) And I'm sure we'll talk about it more, but my life is an insane, crazy disaster. And... Yeah, at least once or twice a week, we were getting, ever calls it old McDonald's. Oh my god. <laughs> you know what? You have and, sometimes. And that's it's fine. Days. And I was like, yeah, we're going to old McDonald's for supper tonight. Like, you do what you have to do. Like, they're yeah. eating. Yeah. Whatever. At the end of the day, they're eating. Yeah. <laughs> it's a yogurt, too. Like, it could be worse. I don't know. Okay, so if you could go back in time. Think back to that first week that you had your baby, your first child, and you're a fresh mom. You're just like in the fog of being a mom. Is there something that you would tell yourself in that moment? It's all going to be okay. They will move out at 18. (laughs) No, just kidding. Will they though? Because Brian (laughs) swears that maybe our kids are going to live here until they're 30. Uh, I no, I didn't. I didn't think that. Um, I really enjoyed the first few weeks at home, like just seeing that thing that you created, all of the sweetness, even the crying. But it was good. It was, yeah. I love looking back and thinking, even like their ten tiny toes. You know. Are you excited for that again? I think I am. You think you I are? I think I am. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. I can't believe you're I'm, pregnant. I'm actually I'm, still wrapping my brain around that right now. <laughs> um, okay, so can you share a bit about what you do for work and where? Um, I am a hairstylist. I have been a hairstylist for the summer will be eleven years. Um I work at Soma Salon and Spa in Regina. Um, yeah, and I've been there for six out of the 11 years. So. Wow, that's awesome. So if you are in and around Regina area, Amanda's your gal. Check her out at Soma. I'm going to be sharing her hair page. So I will link that on here so you can check it out. Um, was hairstyling something you're always into? So when you were little and kids are like, when I grow up, I want to be... Was that something you wanted to do? No, not not at all, actually. No? What did you want to be when you I were little? I wanted to be a teacher. Oh. Yeah, I wanted to always be a teacher and an educator of some sort. And, uh, well, that didn't pan out. And so I, my friend was like, let's go to hair school. And I said, sure. 
Got nothing to lose. <laughs> Got nothing to lose. <laughs> and he and the rest is history. Yeah. And the yeah. rest is history, so. Okay. If you weren't a stylist, now having done it for a long time, is if, if that wasn't your career path, is there something else that kind of sparks passion for you that you're like, I could do that? Um, still teaching, yeah. in all honesty. Um, and I guess back to hair. Um, I spent two years being a hair educator with Marvell Beauty School yeah. when we first moved to Regina. So I kind of got my fill of education and teaching people something about my love and my passion. Right. So that was kind of cool. So yeah. They're kind of the best go, of both worlds kind of came best together. Of both worlds. Yeah. So I, I would probably go back to teaching. Okay. Is there one tip or piece of advice that you wish that clients knew about hair care? Yes. We treat your hair like a piece of art. Yes, it's your hair and yes, it's not hanging on a wall, but it's a piece of art. When you come to me for the first time, I, I, I suggest things to make your hair to be in the best possible condition so that when I cut it, when I color it, you can style it accordingly and maintain a good healthy hair so that the next time you come in to see me, that canvas that I cut and that canvas that I paint is in the best possible condition to make the best possible cut or color. That was very well spoken. Thanks. I like how you put hair. That all the time. I like that you put it that way. That's really I've never heard of that put that way, but that's really great. Yeah, and like another thing is that like yes, hair salon brands are a little bit more expensive, but you don't need a whole lot of it. Right. You they go a lot further. They go a lot further. I literally have I buy shampoo once every seven or eight months, and I buy small bottles. Yeah. What is, okay, I'm going to put you on the spot here for a product. Yeah. So if you were to think of like my like thing with products is like when it comes to shampoo and conditioner, they have to smell amazing. Mm -hmm. Okay. So something that is hydrating and something that smells amazing, what would be your go-to? Well, that's kind of like hard because every brand has Okay, so do you have a favorite brand? I use the brand Unite and it is fantastic. It's sulfate baby paraben free, vegan free, or yeah. vegan friendly. And um, I have an oil from Unite, um, and like an Argon, yeah, Argon oil, which I really like. Yeah, I use that faithfully as well. Um, within that brand, the seven seconds. Um, leave-in conditioner oh it just smells so fresh okay like just the smell of it it doesn't it's not strong it's not like it's not overwhelming it's not overwhelming it just smells nice okay okay that's good okay so let's just chat a little bit about your marriage mm -hmm. so you and your husband Kyle have been married for seven and a half years. Tell me how you guys met. Oh, that's embarrassing. Um, so I this is a judgment-free zone. <laughs> so I was a server at um, a restaurant here in Saskatoon, and was serving this really annoying rowdy table. And whatever, it was at the end of the night. Life went on. And this girl came up and asked me for my number. 
And I was like, that's real strange. Like, I'm not giving you my number. One, I don't go that way, but two, like, I don't give out my number. She goes, no, it's not for me. It's for, like, my friend. He was too embarrassed to ask and da-da-da-da. And so I thought about it. So whatever, I gave him my number. Okay, was he at the rowdy table? Yes, he was probably the rowdiest. And so whatever, I gave him my number and then the next thing you know, this guy is texting me and we're talking and we both figure out that we are both from Moostra. And he tells me his, his last name and I was like, oh, okay, this is a safe bet. I know your brother, so if you're a creep, I'm letting your brother know. <laughs> well, he's still a creep and I'm still married to him. Yeah. I mean, there's obviously something you liked about him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Okay, what is the most romantic thing that Kyle has ever done for you? Um, on the night that he asked me to marry him, he cleaned the kitchen. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's the best you came up with. Was it obvious he was going to propose then because he cleaned the kitchen? Well, no, because I had asked him to tidy up tidy up the house a bit before we left because I was at work all day. And he extra tidied up and I was pretty impressed. Like, you know what? You I are, say I, that. Little things go really Yes, far and you know what? Me. I say that, but do you remember when I thought Brandon was going to propose? I came for a hair appointment and I said to you, like, we were going to Musha. Yes. And I said, like, I think it's gonna happen this weekend. Like, we're going, we're going away. Like, I, I get this feeling. He's been acting really weird. Well, before we left, like, he had taken half. Like, we were leaving in the afternoon. He had taken half day off work, and he had cleaned the whole house before we were leaving. So, like, I kind of feel like maybe when they're like nervous for something big like that, that they feel the need to clean. Yeah. Like, I remember walking in and he, like, had no shirt on. And he's, like, cleaning the whole house. Like, I distinctly remember this. So, maybe that's a thing. Maybe. I don't know. But I'm not a... I don't need big romantic no. to be like... Sometimes cleaning the toilets is enough to... <laughs> Actually changing the sheets. I love when I come home from something and he's like changed the sheets and there are fresh sheets in our bed. Yes. Like clean sheets can solve world problems. It really can. It really can. I've always said that. Um, okay, so from romance to pet peeves. So <laughs> what are... What's your biggest pet peeve? about Kyle? I don't know if I have the, a biggest pet peeve, but like, he's gonna listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> he was totally clipping his toenails in bed the other night, mm. and then he didn't like put them in the garbage. Sorry, what? No. <laughs> Ew. Sleeping right. on them? Like he swooshed them onto he the He swooshed them. them like the none of them got left behind. Like. You. So, yeah, like, just, like, do self-care in the bathroom. In the appropriate zone. In <laughs> the appropriate zone. Uh, yeah. Oh, my so goodness. That was kind of, like, you just do that the other night. I was like, this has got to stop. <laughs> this is just, yeah. So, okay, switching that, what do you think Kyle would say is your biggest, like, his biggest pet peeve about you? Oh, there's a couple. Um, is he vocal about it? Oh, is he vocal about it? <laughs> he is not Um Okay, I'm stubborn. I never 
never want to lose. So there's that. So there's, you know, he's like, just give it up. You're wrong to stop. And how I text. If I don't use proper grammar and punctuation, I'm notified. Oh <laughs> Lord. But I mean, you are probably the same way too with having your like degree and your background in that. I don't know, like I, some things, sometimes more than others, I guess, yeah. but I don't know. As long as, I feel like as long as you understand, Brandon actually constantly will, like, he corrects himself frequently, and I'm like, hey, like, I knew what you meant. Like, yeah. like he'll he'll say, the, like, it'll autocorrect to, like, the wrong your or there, and he automatically needs to send me the correction. Like, I'm judging him, <laughs> like, right away. Oh, but on my actual side, someone is judging me. <laughs> oh, okay, so lately... Things have looked a lot different in your family because your husband has been away quite a bit. So maybe tell us what he's been up to. Okay, so my husband is in his fourth year of medical school. And within that fourth year, there's a lot of traveling across Canada, um, working with programs that you will hope to get a residency spot with. So he's actually been gone since August, been home for a few, and when I say a few weekends, I mean like less than 20 hours um, in transition from West Coast to East Coast um, in that respect. And he's been gone since August till December 15th. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And where was he? Oh, uh, where wasn't he? He was. Oh, he was all over the place, right? Yeah. Like in multiple provinces so how long would he have been in one place kind of a thing uh maximum of two weeks well i shouldn't say maximum we he wanted to maximize his face time with multiple programs so okay. he spent two weeks in each city okay so he got a good feel for different places yeah <laughs> okay and then i know being on your own for long stretches can be challenging mm -hmm. in so many regards mm -hmm. so I I did some of the long stretches, not that long, but a couple weeks here and there when Brandon was working out of town, and it's a whole other ball game. It really is. You're in survival mode, so your McDonald's, your old McDonald's trips are like... <laughs> we're, we're survival. It's survival. Yeah. Like, honestly, at the end of the day, like, the kids are fed, they get to bed, win. Win. And then on top of all the the kid stuff, we have a puppy as well. Yeah. Yeah. And you're working like work. yeah. you still have to function like all these things yeah. like what have been what's the hardest part of that for you the hardest part of being in survival mode well just yeah like in kind of solo parenting like what do you think has been the biggest challenge um that I don't have the time I need for me yeah yeah I would say that's the hardest because usually a typical day would look like I wake up, get ready, kids wake up, get the kids ready, get them fed, get them to school and daycare, go to work, pick them up, do their activities, go home, feed them, put them to bed, walk the dog. By that time, it's usually about nine o'clock at night. Then I finally get to sit down and do something for me, but I'm too tired, so I just crawl into bed. 
exciting idea, exciting. right? <laughs> exciting life you live. Very thrilling. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, have there been, uh, we talked survival mode, but have there been any like little tricks that you found that help you like things be a bit smoother for you in your house? Yes, um, prep. I try and prep on my days off. Get things organized, cut yeah. vegetables, make lunches get enough beef or chicken or whatever to throw in the slow cooker. Yeah. Just make it so the week goes by smoothly. Yeah. When you're prepared. Yeah. When I'm prepared, it definitely is a lot more. Well, and I think too, if you're, if you don't do any prep like that, if you're by yourself, you have a tendency to like, just totally eat like crap. Yeah. When you're on your own because you're not cooking for anyone else. Yeah. Like your kids could eat whatever, like your kids would be happy with a grilled cheese or Absolutely. Right? So, like, you then were like, oh, whatever. Like, I think, like, that was for me, like, that was the thing when I was on my own. The meals I would cook, I'm like, well, I'm not cooking for anyone else. I'm not going to make anything. I'm fine with whatever. Like, so I feel like you maybe don't eat the best when you're on your own. So if you're prepping, at least you have something something, something healthy other than, like, throwing a frozen pizza in every night. <laughs> And there have been those nights. Yeah, I have prepped a frozen pizza. Hey, on the, the meal plan. Oh gosh, <laughs> prep the frozen pizza. So you talk about not getting enough time for yourself. So what is something that you need from your husband to stay sane? And it probably looks a little different right now than it does when he is around. Mm -hmm. Um, something that I need from him. I. It sounds so strange. But I just need to have alone time. Yep. Whether it's just going out and going grocery shopping alone, going to winter's alone because I could live there. Um, like any, like just anything alone without being bothered. Yep. That's what I need. You value that time. That <laughs> like alone time. Yep. Well, and it's necessary. Yeah. Like, as a mom, you... People are constantly needing you for everything. And touching you. And in your zone. Yeah. There's no personal space when you have kids. <laughs> like, no. there isn't. You value yeah. that, like, moments of not being touched, not being someone yelling at you, mm -hmm. just being able to be <clears throat> a woman, like, shopping yeah. or whatever. Like, I, I totally, 110% get that. Yeah. Okay, so self-care. So you like your alone time. Is there anything specific? You said winners. <laughs> what kinds of self-care? What does self-care look like to you? Honestly, <clears throat> self-care looks like anything to me. Um, that was my New Year's resolution, and I'm not one to make New Year's resolutions because I feel like you fall flat on them quite often. Yeah. Um, but it's to spend time on me whatever I want, when I want. So if it's just a bath, it's a bath. If it's going out, having supper with friends, it's just me, I don't want. And not having to justify it. And not having to justify it. Yeah. And it could, yeah, so that's what self-care looks like. Anything that makes me happy. That's good. So mom fails. Mom fails have played a very large role in my life. I fail a lot and I fall flat and I make mistakes. It's inevitable. Like when you're busy, yeah. it just happens. So what do you think 
could you maybe give us your best like what do you got for me what's your mom fails oh gosh literally just one happened a couple weeks ago so we recently sold our home um and we currently live in my parents basement we live in a house with six adults more adventures two children and three dogs and so new city new preschool for everett you know, super excited, super ready to go and have a blast. And I forget his lunch. <laughs> so not only do I not know anybody, his teachers I haven't met. Like this is our first ever interaction and here I am saying, so I've forgotten his lunch. <laughs> when do the doors to the school lock oh, so that I can bring it back? Oh. Yeah, so that would be a mom fail. Um, day one. Day one. <laughs> First impression. I'm a hot mess. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> this is my life. Oh my gosh. Okay, I feel like I drink way too much coffee right now. I mean, now you're pregnant, so your I life can't. may look a lot differently in that regard. But prior to that... How much on average coffee do you drink? Like, I'm trying to make myself feel better. Okay. Um, I try to only stick to two cups a day. Okay. Um, I don't feel better. Keep going. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, but that's not just because it's coffee. Um, I'll get caffeine from, say, a Coke or yeah. um, a tea. Like, you can get caffeine in so many other yeah. different ways just because it's not coffee. Yeah. Um, You're getting your pick-me-up from somewhere else. I'm getting my pick-me-up from something else. Yeah. Yeah. We get our pick-me-up temporarily from wine sometimes. (laughs) And not in the same way, but... (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Okay, so you just moved as you said but in this crowded quarters that you're living in right now do you have a place that you can go when you need a break a mommy time out no 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 real space at the moment Um, so what does it look like for you guys right now what does your space look like in the house um kyle and i have a bedroom in the basement okay that we have basically hoarded it's a storage facility of our things from our old home. Our entire master bedroom. <laughs> oh. we just, it's, it's very unrelaxing. It's not relaxing. Yeah. Um, the kids have their own space upstairs. But it's just a busy house yeah. at the moment. Um, so, yeah. There's no mommy timeout spot. So, you're moving into a different place to have a little bit of space of yeah. your own. So, that'll probably be amazing. It will be. It will be a fantastic. So Just to ready. have, like, a little bit more zen space, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the right word, but, like, yeah. I feel like, yeah, like, if you have, if everything is crammed and you feel like it's not relaxing and when it feels chaotic it's hard to relax yeah it's very yeah i would say it's very hard to relax um we're we're excited to although i've been super grateful that we've been living with my parents yeah it's probably been a huge help it's been such a huge help in respect to me not having to do every single thing for the kids for the house for everything all by myself so yes it's more of a team effort it's almost like a village yeah right now 
So it's been phenomenal in that respect. So mental health for me has gone way up. Um, and then, but I'm also ready for, for some space. Yeah, which is understandable. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing your life with my podcast today. I feel like it's just exceptional that you surprised me with your news <laughs> on my episode because I was not expecting that. But anyway, so thank you for being a part of the podcast. And thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited for you and what the next year of your adventure looks like. Yeah, it's going to be adventurous. Don't forget to find some joy in this new circus. This has been Finding Joy in Your Circus with your host, Sabrina Irvin. Don't forget to tune in on Tuesday for our weekly timeout segment. I will be chatting mom fails and embarrassing stories. I've compiled some epic ones that you will not want to miss. They will make you laugh. They will make you think. And they will make you go, huh? You don't want to miss it. It's going to be an awesome time. Tune in Tuesday for our timeout episode. Don't forget, if you like the podcast, if you enjoy what you're hearing, sharing's caring. Share our podcast with moms. Share our Instagram page with moms. Everyone needs a tribe and everyone needs to normalize their chaos. Now go find some joy in your circus.